When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Scoutcast. My name is Joe. My name is Dad. <laughs> My name is Dad too. Hey, all the dads. And I'm a dad as well, but I'm not a new dad, um, unlike you two. Um, so, um, Seb. Oh, what was it Andy called you just before we started? A granddad. granddad. I'm the granddad, apparently. Um, <laughs> granddad Joe. Um, as, as those who watched the captaincy video earlier will notice, um, I've had to wear glasses for reading. And uh, I've started wearing them for... Um, looking at the computer screen as well. It's a bit of a revelation. Um, I can't understand why there's attention to detail now on such things. But um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm adjusting to life with um, new eyes at the moment. Um, and I'm, of course, the granddad of the show. Um, Seb, son, what's coming up in the show? <laughs> Dad? <laughs> um, so we will look back at game week eight. Uh, we will look forward, of course, to our teams for the coming Game Week 9. But between those two things, we're going to have a look at the best captains in this coming week and the form, the recent performances of Ronaldo and Lukaku. We'll have a look at mid-price midfielders. Who can we replace in our team? Who should we replace them with? And the over and underachievers make a return, I assume, because I've not been here, so no one probably cared. So we'll, uh, we'll bring that up. And then we'll have a look at, of course, the usual, the four fixtures, the differentials, and Alex's team, the community team, we are managing for him. Excellent. Right. Um, okay, let's have a look at our game week. So for the first time in a while, um, I'm top, uh, surprisingly, uh, with 71 um, I can't claim any credit in it. I went into this game week doing absolutely nothing. I saved my transfer. I decided to not overmanage. I decided to go back to basics, trust Salah with the armband, um, and that was about it, really. And see, see how the old template did. And by the old template, we're talking the likes of Jota uh, and Greenwood. Um, and uh, yeah, so it did all right. 71 points. Got Raya uh, in goal, uh, just a blank there. Um, I got a blank from Saar. Antonio and Ronaldo but I got points um, from all five of my defenders I only played uh, three of them so Livramento and Cody I managed to get Cody's annual goal somehow um, so Alexander-Arnold Cancelo Livramento Cody and Christensen all got me returns Greenwood to Salah captain 26 points thank you very much um, massive shock of the week for my team was that Armstrong, who I got home for this great run for Southampton, appears to now be uh, dropped as, um, by all accounts, not Southampton's main striker anymore. So um, I, I think 
when it comes to the end of the show, I may bench him over Liveramento. Who is the better option now, Liveramento and Armstrong? I think it's Liveramento at the moment. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, planning-wise, I'm, I'm okay. I've got two free transfers, by the way. People look at my team and go, oh, my God, uh, for next week. Uh, but I've got two free transfers, and I will be um, using them definitely. So it will be very different to this. So, um, yeah, first time I think I've ever had five defenders all returning for me. Um, so I'm not sure I've ever gone gone Cody deep before, but um, yeah, it's worked out well. Um, Seb, good week for you as well. So Green Arrow's all round for all of us. All pretty pretty near each other in the rankings as well. Yeah, we're really close, aren't we? Um, yeah. Seb, 61 points. Um, you must be pretty pleased. Yeah, yeah, it's decent enough. 65 with a minus four, which was Bamford to Lukaku and Fernandez to Foden. I wanted to do Fernandez to De Bruyne, but I missed the price change, which meant I couldn't do it. And to be fair, it probably would have been a bad move because I wouldn't have been able to get Lukaku for planning ahead. But uh, like you, I had a clean sweep in defence with Sanchez for six, Cancelo six, Livermento six, Alexander-Arnold six, Captain Salah, of course, like everyone else, uh, Ben Rama, Foden and Brownhill in the midfield, who came in for one of the many flagged players this week, Jimenez, Antonio, and then the aforementioned Lukaku up front. And it hasn't really changed that much since I think I last spoke to you. I've still got the wild card, which I'm relatively pleased with. Although, admittedly, like if I'd used it a few weeks ago, I'd have a better team. So, pretty even there. Uh, but I'm happy going forward. I will probably not be taking a hit this week. Just one move, which we'll talk about a bit later. Okay. Um, and Andy, good week for you as well. Green Arrow. Um, yep. Very similar. 59 points. So, um, yeah. Um yeah, cool. I see Jota and Rudiger were in your team and then came out, but um, looks like the replacement. I'm not sure if the replacements did okay, but yeah, take us through your team. Yeah, no worries. So um, yeah, 59. I used my two free transfers. I got rid of. Um, God, I've got to remember what it was now. I got rid of Shaw for Cancelo, and I got rid of Traore, who finally got an assist when I got rid of him. Oh, did you get? Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got rid of Traore Typical. for Mbumo and Buemo. Um, and actually, I wanted to make that move anyway because I want him ready for game week 10. Uh, so I felt quite good about it. Cancelo, obviously, there was a lot of worries about him, whether he was going to play. And in the end, it was Tiaz that didn't play, which nobody really saw coming, did they? So I think my back line did very well. And obviously, Salah kind of carried the rest of my team. Um, Liveramento came in, which was brilliant for um, uh, Rudiger that didn't play. I was a bit gutted about Rudiger not playing, but it looks like he's going to be back next week anyway. But... 59 points. I'm quite happy with that considering some of the nightmares people had this week. Um, there was a lot of people getting cameos, you know, one point cameos from from a lot of players this week. So um, I think I'll take it. I'm very happy moving forward. I've got a few little issues now. Ronaldo to Lukaku is pretty much definitely going to happen. Uh, but I, I want to make sure Saka is going to be playing. But then I've got Jota and Rudiger. I, I'm not going to be that surprised if Jota plays this week. Rudiger most likely will play. So I'm not looking too bad moving forward. So yeah, no, very happy with 59 points. Well, um, last week while we were nappy changing during the show, uh, we had Praz and um, Karam on. And one thing that Praz was doing, because he was wildcarding, he was looking at that very issue of cameos. And he had some really good research about who actually does cameo. And does it actually matter if that player is rotated because are they the sort of player that never comes on they're either they play and do well um or you never see them in which case have a good sub and so amongst those um were the likes of Cancelo um and Diaz who it actually did come on that's very rare very rare but Rudiger Christensen these are all these are all the better Chilwell 
Alonso as well. You know, these are players, if you see them in the starting lineup, that's good. If they're not, I hope you have a good sub. But then the likes of, say, James, for example, um, not, you know, is, is in that camp of, of players that come on. Again, there is always the danger of that one point return. But yeah, there were, there were so many um, last week. I think a lot of people were caught out. Um, if, with a bit of research, maybe it would have been less. But at the same time, you know, there were players like Diaz, you know, no fault. You know, you never, you're never going to expect that either. Um, just before we move on, I just want to um, welcome those that are joining us very early in the show. Um, Mark O'Leary, fantastic, Mark. You were here for the captaincy video as well. Good to see you again. Uh, David uh, Fickery, uh, Eshan, uh, Jack Brokenshire, who was also uh, at the captaincy video as well. Welcome back, Jack. Uh, George uh, Pr- uh, Praz, who, who we've just been talking about. Uh, Praz is in the chat. His ears must be burning. Um, and uh, Matthew, uh, Ben and FPL Scope. So welcome all of you. Um, good to see you all here. Only only 19 likes though. So please, please press like. If you don't like it, just press it anyway. If you do like it, just press it. Smash it, like it, whatever, whatever, whatever the young people say on YouTube these days. <laughs> um, so um, Andy, you've got some rough with the smooth, but I've, I've got one just before you... Uh, do it because this is within within my uh, mini league amongst friends I've got um, uh, not 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 the fancy football scout people they're all friends but these these are not my real friends you know real life (laughs) wow (laughs) ow ow, granddad ow only only, only joking only joking (laughs) my my other friends um, grandparents always get to that point uh, don't they they have no filter after a while no filter (laughs) so um, yeah he's called uh, David McCormack um, an old friend of mine and he wildcarded and it's fantastic. So he got 65 uh, here. And I mean, it was a really good wildcard. I mean, you had a few things like, say, for example, we got um, Alonso in and that didn't work out. But, you know, it's worth a go. We got Bernardo in. Who got Bernardo in? He did. 11 points. Um, you know, lots of, you've got Livermento there on the bench. But, you know, Duffy, uh, Cancelo, um, obviously captained um, Salah. It's fantastic. Um, that's the smooth bit. The rough bit is this. Yep, he forgot to press the button. <laughs> so he, in fact, got well under 20 points. It uh, cost him 48 points. Um, I I got in contact with him um, uh, as soon as I saw this. and Because my immediate thing was, has he been hacked? Because that's been going around the community at the moment. And he hadn't been, he just forgot to press the button. But it's, it, you know, it's quite common. We've had... Um, uh, members of the Fantasy Football Scout team uh, Spencer a couple of seasons ago I remember did that and a few others uh, have done that but um, every cloud has a silver lining because it means I'm now top of the league so um, yeah, I think he's, that, I think he's thinking point, about the bad news still can, don't you? but you know, you know. so uh, Andy any more rough and the smooths uh, from Game Week 8 Funnily enough, we've got a few, actually. I've only got four because there was quite a few one-point cameos that people kept mentioning, but we want to try and focus as much as possible on the transfers people made. So uh, I've got one from Gunner Yank, uh, and he said his smooth was he started Cody and Livermento. So that was good. He was very happy with that. Uh, didn't just, you know, luckily get him off the bench like some people. Um, but, his <laughs> but his rough was that he transferred Diaz in moments before deadline as he had no City defence and figured it was a good idea, which was... You worked with what you had, and unfortunately, no one was to know that Diaz was going to get get benched in that game, and then come on uh, to shore up a, a win against Burnley. Um, we've got Amati Party says I finally got a green arrow, sixty eight minus four, and up to fifty six k. 
which is which is lovely, 56k. Good decision. He transferred in Son and Cancelo this week, which is very good transfers in. Poor decision. He's played Saar instead of Liveramento, which is oh. tough. You know, do you go with the do you go with the midfield? I suppose against Liverpool though, tough, isn't it? But um, we've got Cy Axe. Um, he wildcarded. His rough was he had Son all the time in it and removed him after the COVID news, yeah. which a lot of people did. There's a lot of chat about um, whether being on Twitter does actually harm you sometimes rather than uh, <laughs> benefit you. Uh, the final wildcard had both Jimenez and Armstrong, whom collectively gave me one point this game week, but his smooth was that Liveramento to the rescue after Armstrong no-show and Salah captain. Still ended up with a tiny green arrow, which is lovely. And then the last one is from Andy Social, and he says uh, his rough was, <laughs> I love this word, he had a flaccid front line, no returns from his front three, but his smooth was his superb defence, which got him five clean sheets. Well, ne- never mind. He can wait until next game week and try again for that one. Um, he can, yeah. And it happens to everybody it once does. we get to a certain it does. It's absolutely <laughs> fine. Um, we've got a number of topics to discuss. Andy, I've got this one here. So you're, you're going to introduce one. It says... Uh, this is what you said earlier to me. Joe, I'd love to do a bit on reliable captains. Basically, want to show that Ronaldo and Lukaku are awful. So, what's this about? <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, we've been chatting about it a lot. And in a lot of the chats I'm in for FPO and stuff, we're, the, the big debate this week is whether you go for somebody with form, because Salah is in just supreme form at the moment, but he's got a tricky fit. Well, what, what on paper, what is a tricky fixture against Manchester United? But then you've got somebody like Lukaku, who is not in very good form at all, but he's got the sublime fixture of Norwich at home. And we were trying to look at it and think, actually, how many reliable captains are there in the game anymore? How many people can we say week in, week out? Yes, we're going to be able to captain them and we know we're going to get a return. And although we have a lot of premiums this year in the game, I don't really feel like there's there's many reliable captaincy options. When we look at it, I mean you've got to say that Salah's a reliable captaincy option. And when you look at it as well, you've, uh, normally when you look at fantasy, you, mm. you've got to look at you know the players within a team. You can have a terrible team, but you can have a good asset within that team. But what I asked Joe to look at, and he's got a little table I think he's going to bring up mm. for us, is having a look at each team's XG over the last kind of three or four games. Okay. Um, and just to have a look to see actually which teams are actually creating okay. lots of chances. Well, I, can, I can put that up now if you want. Or... Yes, please. Thank okay. you very much. I, I just want to I've, I've put a picture up of Lukaku being subbed off on the page. I just put it uh, on the screen. I put it up uh, because it's got, I don't know, Tuchel, uh, Tuchel's doing a, some kind of shadow puppet and the, the the thing that I really highlighted was that Lukaku's coming off and Ross Barkley's giving him a sort of a pity clap and, it, yeah. and I just thought if Ross Barkley's giving you a pity clap then then uh, hmm, maybe we shouldn't be captaining this guy um so yeah here's here's some stats this is lovely clubs xg so yeah xg expected goals um I've done this last four um game weeks so this is up, up, up to date um, these are the form attacks. So, um, yeah, do you want to take us through it, Andy? Yes, yeah, I'm just waiting for it to come up on the screen, so I've got to try and remember it based on what I was doing. But what I thought was, it, the reason I wanted to bring this up tonight was because actually you can see whether teams are performing the way you should 
the, the way you think they are performing and also whether they're overperforming or, or doing better than we think they should be doing, you can see straight away there, Liverpool top. And when I say Liverpool top, I mean, they're top by quite a distance as well. Their XG is 9.21, which is comfortably, you know, three more than Man United and Chelsea and actually four more than Man City. And also their goals and big chances created are just, are just so much higher than everybody else. So, Yes, Sal is in supreme form at the moment, but also his team around him are playing very well, which I think makes him a more reliable option. Brentford, very high up there, by the way, which I think is very, very the good. Second. When you think they're going to be the second to Liverpool. Yeah, when you think they're going to be playing, um, is it Burnley, Norwich and Newcastle they've got after game week 10, which I mean is, is lovely fixtures for the fact that they're playing so well. But it's just worth looking at the fact that Man United, Chelsea and Man City are so much lower than Liverpool. And I feel like, if you have a look as well, Man United and Chelsea, they, they've got about um, six for their XG and they've only scored the five goals. So actually they're, they're playing pretty much how you would expect them to be playing based on what they're creating. And because of that, I'm looking at it and thinking, are we going to be seeing any improvement moving forward? Now with Man United, they've had some easier fixtures and they've not really taken advantage of them. Whereas Chelsea have had very tricky fixtures, I would say. So Chelsea, I think with the fixtures they've got coming up, maybe we can see a bit of an uptick there. But in terms of reliability, I think, and it's something I want to put to you two as well, is this whole idea of permanently captaining Salah in the form he's in, with the stats we're seeing, with the XG they're putting up together, is that the best way to go moving forward? Because if you're having a look at it, in terms of reliability, we're not seeing that from Lukaku and and, um, from Ronaldo. We might be seeing it from Vardy, but he's always been a bit of a stats buster anyway. But is it that we just stick with Salah moving forward? And and obviously this week is going to be the big test of that because the fixture maybe isn't there for, for Salah. I'm, I'm not buying it that it's a you know gorgeous fixture and they're going to absolutely annihilate United, but it could happen. Whereas, you know, Lukaku is Norwich. So I don't know, Joe, it's up to you. Do you want to go first? No, no, okay. go first let's Seb go first on this one. Yeah, uh, sure. So to answer your question, I guess, if you had to perma-captain someone all season, it's Salah. That's pretty straightforward. But, and I mean, it'd be interesting to find some numbers for this. I'd imagine you can outscore someone who did that by trying to optimize your returns. And hey, maybe sometimes we don't, but that's on us being bad at optimization, not the fact of optimizing itself. I think, and you said this earlier on Twitter, I think, Andy, if you're not going to captain Lukaku against Norwich, why do you even own him? I think, yeah, Salah's brilliant. He's amazing. Just owning him this week is enough, I think. He absolutely could outscore Lukaku. But it's not the more likely outcome. Yeah, Liverpool are great. Salah's great. Chelsea don't look as good. Lukaku did score at the weekend. It was just offside. So if we want to say in form, out of form, he put the ball in the net. It was an inch offside. I don't really know what you do with that, but it sounds to me like he's not having a problem finding the goal all that much. He was very, very unlucky against Southampton. And while Salah is a better player, Norwich are very, very bad. Looking at some numbers here... I had Man United have got an XGA so far this season, so only eight matches, of 11. So they're expected to concede 11 goals. And Norwich just under 15 at 14.9. Uh, Salah does outperform Lukaku in terms of XGI per 90 with 0.89. But Lukaku's at 0.74. So combining those two, Lukaku does have a better chance of returns if you look at his strengths and the opposition's weakness. And I'll just go back to what I said at the beginning. I think you could captain Salah and it would be fine. But if we played this next set of fixtures, say 10 times in a row, Lukaku would outscore Salah. You're just gambling that it's the one time that Salah outscores Lukaku. Um, what do you think, Joe? I, um, I uh, disagree. 
<laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say permanently, Captain Salah, um, but because I, I do think you should take it a week, week at a time. But uh, we would on the. I was on the captaincy video earlier with Tom, and um, statistically, at the moment, over the last four, um, Manchester United is the worst defence than Norwich. The worst defence is actually Watford. Um, so Watford XG uh, they've conceded the XG is seven and they've conceded eight goals. But Manchester United the XG is six point six three. Norwich just be- just behind that with six point four nine. And Norwich have two clean sheets over the last four. Manchester United have none at the moment. Um, Manchester United's defence is worse than Norwich's. Norwich have done something. Well, they've done two things. They appear to have injected Norman with. Popeye spinach or whatever Superman has so he is a much better player and he is protecting the back line a bit more they've also got rid of Williams <laughs> so that was a massive weakness so remember every week we were saying whoever's, whoever's playing on the right against uh, 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 against Norwich uh, captain and uh, I think we mentioned Townsend before and even he hauled against them there and the common fact was Paul Williams was there so they've they've sorted themselves out a little bit um, but it is Chelsea and it is Lukaku. What puts me off Lukaku a little bit this week for the captaincy is the comments that Tuchel's been saying about his tiredness, his fatigue, um, about and it, all these are all of the comments that a manager makes when they're about to drop them. Wrestling. Just for context on that, though, he was asked about Lukaku's goal scoring. He wasn't asked whether he was going to rest him. He was like, why hasn't he scored in the last six? And he started coming out with like, oh, he had a big summer and he's played lots of matches. So mm. he didn't volunteer. He was going to rest him. He was trying to find a reason to answer that goal scoring question. I'll be worried if he um, if he plays against Malmo tomorrow. Right. That's reasonable. But we'll know, we'll know if, by If then. Klopp you know, is saying, to, oh, Salah, he's really, he's really tired. He's really fatigued. He's played too much. Um, yeah, he's, he, people are questioning his form, but, you know, he's still good. And... That's not happening. They're saying Salah's the world world class best player in the world, and the stats are showing that Salah is performing better than he's in fact ever done. And one of the things we were looking at in the captaincy video was usually it's a huge volume of shots with Salah, and he scores a lot and assists a lot, but there's huge volume. But here, he's actually he's actually achieving goals and assists from that huge volume. He's scoring even more, <laughs> so he's topping every single metric. And he's just one of the, it may drop off, but he's at the moment in the absolute form of his life. And he plays I mean, statistically I, a, wor- a worse defence. I, oh, well, only over the last, you mentioned the last couple in, of which Norwich four, have had Burnley. Last, yeah, last four. And Norwich have had Burnley and Brighton hmm. and Man United have had Everton and Leicester. So if we normalise it for those teams' attacks, hmm. I'd imagine it doesn't show that Man United are worse. And I would make the same argument for them when you're saying Salah is I don't know. brilliant. I mean, he, I, I don't have the technology to suddenly show you loads of clips of Harry Maguire at the moment. But if I did, there would be an argument to say they are worse. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Salah, Salah's, a, Salah's a brilliant option. And I'd imagine there's a very good chance he scores this weekend. But you yeah. mentioned his stats there, which are amazing. But the stats show that Lukaku is a better option against Norwich, who are a poorer defence, than Salah is against Man United. Realistically, maybe they both go and get braces and it all doesn't matter too much. And I'll just go back to what I said. There is definitely a world where Salah outscores Lukaku this weekend. It is just not more likely than the reverse. So that's why I'll well, captain Lukaku well, let's, myself. I, let's have a look I, at... I, just, just very quickly, Joe, sorry, before we go on to that next bit. Like, uh, It's trying to take it back to that um, what, what 
players are reliable captains in our in mm. FPL anymore. Yeah. And I, I do genuinely think I don't think Ronaldo and Lukaku can be put into that that system because I just feel like Chelsea play in a certain way where sometimes you know sometimes almost all game they almost use Lukaku as a bit of a decoy yeah. and they kind of play around him and he's kind of that fault almost top almost and, like Giroud perhaps dare yeah, we say or um or Morata mm. um, or any uh, any Chelsea you know, striker isn't Jogba <laughs> yeah I was trying to think of um uh, other teams that have ever done that and it's always Chelsea I kept coming back to Chelsea um but I, I just look at it and think Salah is the only player. If, if I'm Torres, looking at my whole team, Shevchenko. I'm yeah, just thinking exactly. of all the fly, all the strikers. Diego, Diego, yeah. Cost, Diego Costa. Diego yeah. Costa. Diego Costa is the only um, one they haven't he did ruined, both. and he yeah. ruined himself sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, but I'm just looking at it and thinking he is for me the only player I feel like I could captain and go. I know I'm most probably going to get a return, and it can be against any any um, opposition. The only other player, I guess, that I could maybe put into that bracket is De Bruyne, and obviously he's only just come back. But I just don't think Ronaldo and Lukaku are that reliable yeah. moving forward. But then that could change moving forward because Lukaku's going to have those nice fixtures, and he is a bit more of a bully. I think I think you're completely right, but I don't think that's the question we have to answer. Like, if we could only captain one player all season, it's hands down Salah. Maybe a Harry Kane if he were playing for City or on form for Tottenham, whatever it is. But that isn't the question we have to answer. The question we have to answer is, is Salah going to score more against Man United or Lukaku against Norwich? And let's assume, you know, he's not going to get rested. We do have the rest of the week to find that out. If they both start, I think Lukaku's the better option. Then go back to Salah next week if you want. No, no, I'll be on on Lukaku. 100% I'll be on Lukaku. Home to Norwich. (laughs) Just can't not really. I think this is one of those weeks where you have to play the game. And the game is 7 million people transferring, making captains, making decisions. Um, Salah is what, 60% owned normally? So his effective ownership is going to be well over 100%. So if you yeah. own Salah but don't captain him, every, every point he gets is a little notch on the red arrow. Um, so with Lukaku, his ownership is what 40 or so, he'll be very well captained. I anticipate him to be over the 100% because it's Norwich, but normally, normally he's going to be below that. But I do think it's one of those weeks where you've got to play the game, and I do think it's really, really, really important for a week like this with two standout captains to, to, to own both of them. So oh, yeah. myself and Andy, oh, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Yeah, if you no, don't know, I did yeah, as well. Fair, fair, fair enough. Yeah. So, I thought you were going to go somewhere else. <laughs> but, but, but I don't necessarily. But I don't think it's necessarily a week to captain Lukaku over Salah. But I do think it's the week you've got to own both of them. Now, so when, I, so I, when are you going to captain Lukaku? waiting to go in. So just when yeah. are you going to captain Lukaku? If not this week? Well, I'm keeping him as a little placeholder for Harry Kane. Uh, yeah. Because Harry Kane's fixtures, I don't like as much as Lukaku's. Now Lukaku could go off; he could go absolutely mad. Chelsea could will score four, five against these teams, but they could all be scored by Aspilicueta <laughs> and Rudiger and whoever. And and I don't know if Lukaku's going to have any involvement. Whereas if I but still look at, look at Spurs, look at Spurs. They're they're halfway down on this table. They've only created they've created less than five mm. goal scoring opportunities. Yeah. You know, xg wise uh, in the last four games, and most of that was against Newcastle. Yeah. Shock horror against yeah. a poor team. L- who's Lukaku got coming up? Well, exactly. He's got Norwich, so, Burnley, but, I mean, but with Harry Kane, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to get Harry Kane in until yeah. the fixtures turn. 
And when I do, I will. Because oh, the other I, thing I, I, I might join you in that, yeah. With, with Harry Kane as well. We've seen it in Europe as well. He is starting to find his shooting boots. It is starting to come together. Harry Kane and Son is they've got the pedigree. They've got the you know, they're they're a tradition they're a traditional one of those players comes into my team come November, December time, basically. Um I, I feel like you're arguing so I completely agree with you, like 12, 13, something like that. I might bring in Harry Kane as well for Lukaku. But the reason is fixtures, which mm. is exactly what you're saying Lukaku yeah, but that's, doesn't that's have That's why I'm now, getting Lukaku for fixtures. So, for right. example, this week I will have Lukaku and Salah. And I will captain yep. Salah because I think okay. Salah is the better captain option. Do if you? I, if is that I, why? It, it, are you captaining him because you're scared about the EO? Or are no, you captaining him because, captaining him because score more he's than currently... The best player in the world against currently, apart from Watford, the worst defence on current form. Um, that's why. Yeah, but like, <laughs> and no one, no, and his manager's not small... saying going on about how tired he is all day on Twitter. It's like oh, you can't who's tired, this tired, that. I don't want that. I don't want a captain a guy who's tired. I want a captain a guy who's the best player in the world. <laughs> Leicester versus was it Leicester and Everton versus Burnley, and I forget someone else terrible. I feel like, yeah, Man United's defence is looking worse than Norwich over those few, but I think that's possibly because of opposition as well, not just as a sort of objective. They have a poorer defence than Norwich. Which I don't, you know, over the season, they don't. I think, I think, as I keep saying about you've got to play the game, and he's playing the game this week. So, for example, you've got to look at the odds. The odds is it is are there are there strong odds of Lukaku getting a massive haul against Norwich? Yes. Are there also strong odds? based on current evidence of him not. Uh, are there strong odds of Salah getting uh, get a good, strong return? Yes. Are there strong odds, perhaps, of him not? Well, I don't know. It's, it's up for debate. But what I think is you've got to own both. And if you're wrong, like if I'm wrong and it's Lukaku goes off, Salah blanks, well, Lukaku's in my team. I'll capture him the next week because he's got these this run of fixtures. But I, I don't want to mess up my team by taking away that premium price point. So I've got Ronaldo there at the moment. I don't want Ronaldo for a while, perhaps if at all, but you know, definitely don't want him for, for, for the for the short term. Um, Lukaku come in, got the fixtures, and then I will move him to Kane or Vardy. Um, Worth mentioning, by the way, also in terms of playing the game, how how likely is it that, that Norwich set the, set the stall up to defend and managed to keep out Chelsea or keep out Lukaku and also how likely is it that United are like I I I'm not going to believe that United are going to lose 4-2 again next week like I, I don't I don't see it happening personally I feel like he's going to have Fred McTominay in there we're going to be you know literally just playing counter-attacking football the whole game because that's what Ollie does against yeah. good teams and I I, I struggled it it depends I remember Salah scored was it a couple of years ago he scored that breakaway goal didn't he in the yeah. last minute against United when we we sent the goalkeeper up and he broke again, and that was the only reason he scored that. And I just I just look at it and think, I don't know. For for me, I'm all over Lukaku, and I know Seb agrees or thinks the same as me. But I do understand in terms of the form of Salah why you would want to go for him as well. Yeah, I think Andy, you tweeted, uh, was it the la- the last players to have played? Was it Burnley, Norwich, yeah. or whatever it was? Just you know, players who didn't have form. Then they played those teams, and they basically all got double returns. Was it something like yeah, that? Yeah. So. Um, Vardy only had one goal in his first two games then played Burnley and Norwich and had a hat full Decore did exactly the same Jota 
played Burnley in um, Norwich's first two games, got two goals and has not done a lot since. Um, and there was somebody else as well. But yeah, it just goes to show, they, they seem to be form setters. They seem to be when you play Burnley and Norwich, especially if it's very close uh, together, all of a sudden you, you're, you're back in form. So I'm just hoping that happens with the character. I know I, I, I questioned that tweet when you put it up, particularly about Vardy. <laughs> because you, basically, <laughs> Vardy, when you look at Vardy's form, but he's been on it all season. We've just been ignoring him. <laughs> Vardy no, no, scored but, against but Wolves. Not, not, not from now, and, from... Yeah, yeah, before. but he, so he scored, he he scored against Wolves and then blanked against West Ham. And at that, at that stage, West Ham defence was slightly better than it is now. He, he then also scored against Brighton. This is all, you know, and, uh, and then he blanked against City. Uh, and then he got that haul against uh, Burnley, I think it was. So he was still in form. <laughs> he was still putting away goals. And basically, but, it seemed to be just based on the fact that he blanked against City and West Ham. But he scored against everyone else. <laughs> 75% of his returns this year have come against Burnley and Norwich. <laughs> but he is still scored. But you were saying that he wasn't in form, but he scored against Wolves, he scored against Brighton. I... Brighton defence is very good at the moment. Yeah, I'm just saying <laughs> Burnley and Norwich. That's what we're looking at, Burnley and Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing I'd love to put to both of you, maybe especially you, Joe, is if Salah, his stats are wonderful, but if he had scored, the last couple of goals he scored have been you know, Messi-level goals. If he just scored a penalty or a tap-in, would we be thinking the same thing? Are we getting maybe slightly carried away by the fact that he's scoring amazing goals, but they're still just worth five points in FPL? And how much? How many points is Lukaku's goal worth? Four. That wasn't the question. No, I know, but who are we going to captain? This is the this is the question, isn't oh, it? But if you if you want to go in that direction, Lukaku does get more bonus for scoring goals. So I agree with you. Salah gets more points per goal. But Lukaku will get more bonus if he scores a goal and everything else is even. So I think you could probably argue those two even themselves out, especially when we're looking have, at one have match. Have you seen right? the Salah, Salah's high. doing riding high in the bonus this season? Uh, sure, but you asked about points mm. for goals. I think bonus may mm. even that out. Well, they're both good options. I think we can both agree with that. Salah and Lukaku. Hey, yeah. <laughs> um, let's put some stats up. Um, these are expected goal involvement um, and also shots on target. So sharp shooters. Uh, this is last four. Um, yeah, Salah's top. Ten shots on target. Four goals, two assists. Um, this is... What I've done is I've, I've filtered it through the sort of players we would captain. And I've thrown Werner in there just to be cheeky. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> so Salah is top with ten shots on target. And then Kane. Now this is interesting. Last four. Kane's slowly starting to move up this table. When Kane starts moving up this table, he starts to score. And then he starts to become a captain option. Vardy still trucking along there with six shots on mm. target. Uh, expected goal involvement. He's, he's third in this list. Then you've got Ronaldo. And Ronaldo's a tease. Because he's like got six shots on target. He's just behind Vardy. Um, and and just ahead of Son. But I'm probably going to get rid of him. But is it going to be, is it going to be another Manchester United situation? Like, I remember Ibrahimovic around this time went on this massive goal drought really frustrating but his stats were still quite good and then he just came back and was just incredible <laughs> um but yeah i know you're you're a manchester united fan andy so uh, am i am i just you know being nostalgic for a manchester united striker to come back after a um a gold drought or is ronaldo basically surplus to requirements now 
Yeah, I think he is, to be honest. In terms of how much money he is, you know, how expensive he is in this game, and compared to the other players that are doing so much better than him as well, you know, even if you just... You can move to almost any other player in the game from Ronaldo and be much happier. You know, Vardy is killing it. And Vardy is somebody that I'm going to talk about a little bit later on as well based on my differential pick because they seem to have changed system. I mean, they change system every bloody week at the moment, but they seem to have changed system to to um, help them out quite a lot uh, recently. And it, it's got that two up top and he does seem to play very well when Iheanacho's up top with him. You know, you can move to Kane and like you just said, Kane's kind of getting a little bit of an uptick at the moment as well. Um, and there's just better players out there, I think. And do I trust United and do I trust Ronaldo? No, I don't even trust him to start now. You know, he, he didn't start against Everton, did he? So you look at that and think, my God, if I've got a player that, you know, can be fit and still sometimes not even get on the pitch, we don't know whether he's on penalties. He's probably not going to be. I just think when you've got Salah, Kane, Vardy, you know, all those other premiums, even Lukaku, we're not sure whether he's on pens yet. Having those pens is a big thing. And the others are just so nailed. Whereas Ronaldo, I mean, with fixtures that are changing recently soon as well, I think if you've got him and you're not thinking about moving off him, you're either looking at it and seeing something that I'm not seeing or you've got complete faith in Oli and Ronaldo, which I definitely don't. The sense of game from both of you really is good fixtures will breed form. Is that how we should be looking at Lukaku? Basically. Oh, we're back to Lukaku already. Um, I mean... If I'm trying to be annoying, I would say something like form doesn't exist. I only mean in like the way we talk about it. You know, we use the word form to describe someone who was playing well in recent memory. It's not useful for predicting stuff beyond just going, that player is good. I think when we're trying to look at predicting things in fantasy football, sure, we know who are good players. It's much more important to look, look at things like, say, team quality they're facing and things that have proven to be predictably useful. Whereas form, if you want to be massively oversimplistic, always ends and you never know when it's starting so i don't really see how we can use it to say what's going to happen in the future okay <laughs> um, um yeah andy we had some questions from the community <laughs> you just left that alone <laughs> You're like, okay move on fine <laughs> that's fair enough that's fair enough <laughs> I, I'm, I'm conscious that we need to mention more community folk and uh, we haven't done for a while uh, i'll give a lovely lovely shout out to those early birds who joined us earlier um but andy did i put some uh community questions in the notes um and hopefully we've answered them all i just wanted to sort of go through them to see if is there any any we haven't answered you did my friend uh so uh, first one was from Conrad. Is Salah a better captain than Lukaku? We better not go into that anymore. Uh, Del Griffith, should we perma-captain Salah? We've spoken about that a little yeah, bit already. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just to sum it up, I mean, I would never be somebody that perma-captains someone just because it isn't very fun. That's the other side of things, you know, just to back, to back yourself to try and beat that perma-captain, really. Um, Del Griffith, uh, sorry, uh, Mish, why are we all ignoring Mane and spending big up top? Now, yeah, this is something that I tweeted about yeah. a, a couple of days ago. I think there is genuinely, apart from the fact Lukaku's got nice fixtures now, I think there is genuinely something to be said for the fact you could go Lukaku, Salah and Mane and be quite happy for quite a few weeks moving forward. The, the stats that back up Liverpool are gorgeous. And Mane is so low owned that when he scores, if you own him and Salah, you, can, you know, it's going to be like two, three years ago, isn't it, when we all did. So... I think there is something to be said for that. And if you've still got a wild card mm. and you want to try and wild card those three in, I think you're going to be loving life. I, th- I mean, I think it's a really good point. Mane 
we know like the question often is Salah or Mane. We we know the answer is Salah. So maybe we then automatically discard Mane. I guess Jota Simakas all helped at the beginning of the season as well to to ignore him. But like you say, if you're just looking at premium slots, he's arguably in the top couple, right? You know, better than Lukaku and Ronaldo, maybe based on on current yeah. to use that mm. word form. Um, so yeah, I kind of agree with you. Well, mm. Andy, you and I can do this. Um, I don't know if you've got two transfers left. Do you have two transfers? No, just one. Just used one. two last week. But nevertheless, you could do it for a hit or you could do it over two weeks. I've got two yeah. transfers. We've both got Ronaldo. We could both get a cheaper striker. We could both yeah. upgrade one of our midfielders to Mane. It can be done. Yeah. Yeah. Would you maybe just wait a couple of weeks? I guess maybe hence Andy's wildcard question. Because they've got United away, Brighton home, West Ham away, Arsenal home. For Salah, we think no problem. Is that worth doubling up for, you know, 25-odd million budget? Should you maybe wait for Southampton, Everton, Wolves, Villa, Newcastle and so on? Yeah. Also, it might get tricky as well because when we start getting in the Christmas period, we're going to be starting to think about AFCON as well, aren't we, I guess? Oh, yeah. You've got both of them in. Yeah, you can't yes. perma-captain Salah. You can't because he's not going to be here no. for at least a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know um, which side you're on, Joe. Make your mind up. No, no. I, <laughs> my, my mind is is... Yogic and flexible with it, and um, <laughs> it, it's I don't know, but I want I want as much flexibility. Who is the best captain this week, Salah or Lukaku? Just own both, <laughs> definitely own oh, both. Yeah, fair, yeah, and, fair. and then keep that going. Is if Lukaku emerges as a much better captain for the next few weeks, captain him, and then you know you've got Salah, but keep an open mind about getting Vardy and Kane, even an open mind about getting Salah and Mane in. Um, I'd still not going to see. I still don't think many people will do that because of the attraction of getting, you know, at least one of these heavy hitter strikers in. And it's difficult. Would you consider De Bruyne if we're thinking of like midfield premiums, or is he too far down your list? It's just um, for, for for me, no, no. It's just in terms. Of, basically, it's, it's points. Who, who's going to get me lots and lots of goals, lots and lots of assists? Well, De Bruyne, last four shots on target, just two. Um, and we can see, you know, he, he you know, looks great. He will get goals, but he won't get as many as, say, Salah or Kane or Son. You know, these are goal scorers. Yeah, just about to mention Son. He's two million cheaper and we haven't even spoken about him yeah. yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, last question, by the way, is from Footy Man Dad and last week's scout host Pras saying, ignore Lukaku and bring in Kane or Vardy instead, yeah. which I think we've touched it's, on a little bit anyway. It's... If, if I wasn't playing a game, if there wasn't millions of other people playing it, I, I would be tempted to do that. I'd want to bring Kane in at some point. Why don't I just get him in? I'm th- I think he will match Lukaku, even with tougher fixtures. I think there's a very strong chance of that. Um, but, you know, we're playing a game. And, you know, all, all of our ranks are on the screen. They're all, they're all like ticking along nicely. The, you know, we can go up for a really high finish. We can slip down as well. But I want to sort of maintain this level and then push on for the weeks to push on. But betting against Salah and Lukaku is not not the way I want to do it. it just on just on Kane and, and Son, I wonder if, for me at least, Son is attractive, but I would probably go for Kane out of the two of them as the better option. And I can do that, as you've said, Joe, for Lukaku mm-hmm. in a few weeks' time. So that's where I maybe would go. Even though so far, clearly, owning Son was a smart thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Well, some midfield. Should we move on to midfielders? Um, so this is um, a situation that I've got, and other people have probably got as well. So I've got Greenwood. I've got Jota. I've got Saar. I haven't got Rafina. I haven't got Mbomo. I haven't got all sorts of other players that I might want in midfield. Basically, it's time to, to shake it up a bit and, and to use some transfers to get some different midfielders in. Um, especially if you haven't, like me, you haven't got Rafina. Um, so, I mean, I've got a picture here of Rafinha. Just, just his back, just showing his back and his name. Because I, I look, I've been looking at this over the last few weeks um, with the goal underneath it. <laughs> and he's so highly owned but it's one of those ones where ownership is totally justified he's so good and um you know he's now good for his country as well so um yeah everyone said it haven't they he's under underpriced and it's just obvious he's massively underpriced this season i don't have him and that is a something i will correct this week um but who do i remove i don't know and other people will have different issues in midfield going on and also, they might want to get um, Son in. So we had some questions um, from the community um, about uh, midfielders. Um, so Nameless, um, is it time to sell Saar and prioritise having a good defence? Uh, also looking at other midfielders. Uh, Bossman, Tony or Mbomo? Uh, uh, Matt, uh, best Jota replacements. Uh, Dunas, is it worth holding Jota? So you can see the theme here. People, they're getting impatient and I don't mean that in a negative way. They're perhaps justifiably getting impatient with some of their midfielders. And sociologists, um, Salah looks to be the only midfielder worth getting. Um, but who will be the next hot properties in midfield to join him in the point? So before I put some stats up, I'll ask both of you two. So oh, that, that is a good question, sociologist. Who will be the next hot property in midfield? Seb, who will be the next hot property in midfield? Uh, I mean, out of the ones we've mentioned there, Mbumo for me. Uh, he's been ridiculously unfortunate not to do better so far. Brentford look great and their fixtures get very good. And to answer another question there, Tony or Mbumu, I'd try both if you could in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. And Andy, uh, for you? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I completely agree with Mbumo. I think I think he's going to be great moving forward if he can if he stops hitting the post. Um, but uh, also for me, and it's somebody that is going to come out of the wilderness, I think is Mason Mount. I feel like... Um, he isn't playing at the moment because he's been talking about him being maybe a little tired too. Eventually, he will play and start supplying Lukaku and the fixtures are lovely moving forward. So I feel like he's somebody that is going to be in very little teams. Uh, but actually, I feel like he's going to do quite well moving forward. When I was looking at the per 90 numbers earlier for Lukaku, he's right up there as well. Obviously, he doesn't have yeah. the minutes yet, as you say. But if he does start getting them and he was pretty much one of their most now players last year, yeah. we know he can return. When I, when I looked before this week, based on the four games he's played this year, he has the highest XA. Nice. Yeah. And the thing I kind of like about him is, which could be frustrating, I guess, from an FBL sense, is he tends to just tick along a bit like yeah, the old yeah, David Silver. He would never go and get 18 points in a week. So no one ever rushed to him. You could kind yeah. of quietly have him for a few weeks and build your rank a bit like maybe people have been doing with Vardy. And he's nice to have with Lukaku as well. It's a nice little yeah. double up. Um, I've got some got some stats here um, that we'll put up. Um, I, I've called it cheap midfield stats. <laughs> this is midfielders under 8 million. Um, so mid-price as well. Um, best XG the last four. Um, it's Saar is top. <laughs> so while Watford have been bad, Saar has still been good. Um, obviously, it's evident he's not getting the service. It's evident he hasn't got anyone to service. That sounds a bit rude. But he hasn't got anyone to uh, uh, give... Easy, uh, easy granddad. Yeah, so... Uh, 
uh, and Bomo is second. So Saar is, st- I think, is still worth hanging on to. He has Everton up next. Um, his fixtures do stiffen, but I do think he's a good, he's a good player to keep. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be getting. Yeah, I'm laughing as well. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I'm glad it wasn't just me. <laughs> yeah, no, that was deliberate. Uh, uh, and Bomo <laughs> second, and uh, Townsend still there, still trucking along. So I think whilst Calvert Lewin and Richarlison aren't in the picture. Um, he's still an option because he's on penalties and he's against Watford. Uh, Tienemans is there and I think we're going to be speaking a bit about him later. Jota is still there. If he plays, he should get some returns. And this is interesting. Bowen at West Ham. So everyone's going, oh, Antonio, keep him. And, uh, oh, you know, what about Ben Rama still? But, it's, you know, quietly, Bowen has been getting attacking returns every week and is, in terms of expected goal involvement, um, the man to get in midfield, certainly. When we looked at the numbers in only the first couple of weeks or so, when we were looking at Ben Rama, Bowen was outperforming the other midfielders at West Ham, just not getting the returns. Kind of nice to see him actually turning that into returns now. Uh, there's Bernardo Silva, so my friend David, who got his his almost <laughs> wild cards. He got Silva in for good reason. He's expected to be quite involved. So he's a regular starter, integral to the way City plays. I don't think you're going to worry too much about rotation with him. And he is involved. Only 7 million. Rafina is there. Um, I expect that to get better. He He's actually been like largely absent, I guess, from a lot of their good fixtures. Because he's either been coming off at 60 minutes because he was he was still coming back from, from injury. And of course, he didn't didn't play because he was he was on international duty last time around so I don't I don't think we've quite seen the the true Rafina yet so if Bamford's back as well I mean yeah Seb as a as a a Leeds fan are you do you feel we haven't quite seen the real Leeds yet I mean I think you've covered it nicely um the real Leeds maybe we're poor people have seen that we know that we miss a lot of players at the moment from missing a lot of players at the moment from last week um, but as you, I think you mentioned earlier, Joe, a bit like Ismaili Saar, maybe the team don't necessarily have to be the best to have a very good FPL option. And I think that's what Rafinha is. He has decent yeah. fixtures. If he starts getting the 90 minutes, which he should, he looked brilliant for Brazil. I have him in my team and he won't be leaving. Um, Fornals is there, still chucking along. And Zaha um, was was absent with injury, um, but he was mm. a player I got in as a, as a, a, on the uh, the last wildcard for a, uh, Alex's team, the, our community team we're running, which we're going to look at a bit later. But I put him in as a sort of fourth differential, fourth midfielder punt. Um, hasn't worked out yet because he hasn't actually taken to the field really. Um, but I do. But he is there. He is he is capable of getting um, being being involved in goals. Um, so people who aren't there, say Greenwood. I haven't got Green. I've got Greenwood. I think Greenwoods to Rafina is the most obvious move for me. Um, if you own Greenwoods, I think it's time to move on um, because in Manchester United's fixtures. Um, but if you've got Jota and Saar and you want to move them on to perhaps one of these other players here, I don't know. I don't know if you. I'm, I'm tempted to keep for a little bit. Can yeah. I speak? Yeah. Could I go? Yeah, your turn. Yeah, because I, I want to talk about those players, actually. Because oh, I own I own Ismail Assar and I own Diogo Jota. Ah. And for me, I think Sarr is a is a firm hold still. I think he's playing out of position now. He's playing up top since uh, Ranieri's come in. Uh, he had shots against Liverpool as well. He genuinely had shots against them. Uh, one of them was quite a good save from Kelleher. I think it was in goal, wasn't it? Did he hit the woodwork? Do I remember seeing something? Yeah, I think he hit the, hit the post as well. And I, I look at it and think... 
they're, they're still going to be playing counter-attacking football at times and he's you know he's the pasty player so he's going to be getting returns i think it, but also maybe aside a bit of caution there because he played norwich which is probably why he's got uh, some good stats behind him but jota I still refuse to believe he's not the best like value pick. 7.5 million when he could be playing up front for Liverpool. Firmino played midweek, didn't he? He's played tonight. And I, I, I just refuse to believe Jota's now going to be not going to be getting game time. For 7.5 million, I'm benching him this week. Um, but I could easily, if I think there's, there's any chance he's going to be playing, I could easily put him in. So I'm worried that people are going to be jumping between a lot of these mid-price mids. And I don't know whether that's the best play. I feel like actually, you know, I've got Saar, I've got Jota, I'm holding them both for a little bit and yeah. seeing what's going to happen. But someone like Rafinha, it's going to be tempting to yeah. get him in very soon, but I've already got Mbumo as well. So I, I feel like jumping between them all is probably not the best move. I would I would try and get one in and, and keep them for at least well, four, five, six. I'd like six to weeks. hear from any Liverpool fans, perhaps in the chat or um, on Twitter later, um, is now now Klopp is a, a huge football romantic, and we've seen it before in say the Merseyside derby. He will give players who perhaps haven't experienced the Merseyside derby a go at it. Um, so suddenly we've seen the team sheet is going. What are they doing? You know, what's Arigi doing there? And but he wants to do that. Now I can't, I can't remember Jota's involvement against Manchester United. I don't know whether he might just give him that game anyway. But um, I, I I can't um, you know. It just suddenly occurred to me now that I'm I can't I'm not aware of Jota playing in this game. It's probably just erased it from my mind. But um, I just wonder if it could be the sort of game Klopp will do. It's just that's the kind of thing he does, though. He he gives some random players a chance because they, they've yet to experience the great Liverpool Manchester United game or the or the Merseyside derby. I don't know. Maybe one of those things. Um, I'm conscious of time now. Seb has to um, run off at nine. And so we're going to, I'm going to hop over the goals imminent table. We'll come back to that in a bit. Um, and you have got some overachievers and underachievers to talk about very quickly before you go. And I'll, I'll do the overachievers first. So I'll get that table up on the screen so you can, you can, uh, yeah. These are over. Decoray's top, by the way, and he's injured. Just so people don't know, he's injured for about um, seven weeks. Yeah, he's set his foot, isn't he? Um, thank you for thank you for jumping over to this. So we've seen this a few times earlier in the season. We're now eight weeks in, so it's probably starting to look a little more useful to us. Um, it'll keep developing as we go, and your goals and table is a great example of a shorter-term version of this. I believe we've got, say, the top ten or so here. Uh, Decore, as you mentioned, is top, but we don't know about him anymore. Pogba's there, but he's been there all season because of his early performance. Salah, Vardy, Jesus are near the top there as well. I think Salah is a really good example, and you mentioned earlier uh, Andy Vardy, of players that do put up good stats, but then will exceed them as well because they are very good finishers and they play for good teams who will convert the chances they create in Salah's uh, example. So he maybe isn't overperforming, as the title suggests, but then maybe your Ben Rama, even your Greenwood, we know he's a good finisher, but as you've said, uh, Joe, maybe you want to lose him. Townsend may be an interesting one for me to keep an eye on. Uh, I'd like to know what you two think about the players on that list. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that backs up what Greenwood is overachieving. And I look at those goals and Ronaldo's where he should be. And Green, and Greenwood, I mean, well, his goal was classic. Out, it was just outside the box, wasn't it? Um, yeah. It's quite similar to Tiedemann's goal, I think. Um, and, and, it, and it was, um, he's, he, basically, you're not going to, I want my strikers to be like really near the goal, really close to it and, and shooting loads and loads. And, I, and Mason Green was not there. Ben Rama as well. As we've seen, Bowen is the guy. That, he's on set pieces. He's the guy, if you want FPL points, 
from a West Ham midfielder. It's Bowen, not Ben Rama. I think, uh, but yeah. Yeah, and Vardy for me as well, like we just mentioned, you know, he's got the stats there. And actually, I think they've changed formation to to really benefit this team. They've got that um, Samar they're playing, isn't it, with Tillemans and Madison. Madison's obviously coming back now, and all of a sudden, they're starting to create an awful lot of chances. And Ian Acho, I think, is somebody that's going to go very, you know, he's going under the radar quite a lot. And I feel like when he plays, he returns. Like, I think he's, he's now played three games in a row, and he's returned in each one, something like that. So when he plays, he returns. And I think that he only helps Vardy too. So... Um, yeah, I, I feel like um, those Leicester teams are probably going to be quite slept on. Yeah, yeah, it still is. Um, and do you want me to move on to underachievers, Seb? Yeah, please. Thank you very much. Okay, these are the underachievers. Uh, so <laughs> Draw race top. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is, of course he is. He'll be there for a while, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, I mean, similar again to overperformers. We've had a few weeks now, so it's looking a bit more reliable. These are players who have put up the XG, XA, to get a certain number of returns, but have underperformed that so far. So Traore is the poster boy of this. We know he's got those good stats and can't quite convert them so far. Umbomo is fourth in the list here. And Mason Mount as well for you, Andy. I think those two we've mentioned already plenty, but this just backs up that Umbomo so far has been incredibly unfortunate. And I think we can say it's unfortunate when he's hitting the post six times. And Mason Mount as well looks like he does have the potential to even improve per 90 when he's playing. Anyone jump out to you two on there? Your favourite uh, Chris Wood is on there. What's, yeah. what's, the, uh, what's the difference, by the way, between Traore being a troll and Mbumo being great value moving forward? Honestly, narrative and perception, I would argue. Yeah. Um, I think when we're maybe watching the teams as well, you're maybe seeing Brentford, who look extremely solid as an outfit, arguably more so than Wolves, and they have better fixtures than Wolves. And without checking, I'm guessing Traore's misses, if you want to quantify it in that way, have been further away than Mbomo, say, hitting the post a few times. I think Mbomo might actually still have returned. I thought you read his wife there for a minute. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Traore's misses. That is fair enough. Um, I think Mbomo might um, have more returns. He does as well than Traore so far. So obviously what we see here is underperformers, but you might still be returning. You just would have expected to return more. Yeah. We've, um, um, I'm going to give a plug to the meet the manager. We've got a meet the manager video coming out tomorrow. I've recorded that on Monday. It's with a um, ex pro footballer who is also really good at um, fantasy Premier League. Um, lots of top finishes. And we were talking about Mbomo and we were talking about Traore. And he was talking about um, from a footballer's point of view the lack of efficiency in both. He sees hitting the woodwork lots of times. On the, on the outside, not hitting the, the woodwork so it goes in, hit as, as inefficient. <laughs> and yeah. and it's the same with Traore. He's looking at Traore and his final end product. And so I'm not, I'm not even going to go near that cliche of uh, Mbomo being a trap because he's just a player that um, I think I will want to get in. But he does quite frequently miss the goal. It's a, woodwork is a miss. A miss is a miss. A miss is misses is a miss. <laughs> and, and just very quickly as well, right down the bottom of that list, Cancelo. For the fact that are defenders on this list, like if you don't have Cancelo already, yeah. like I brought him in this week and he is so much fun to watch because he's so far forward he, all the time. He scored tonight in the Champions League. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah. And I literally extended the list, this list to 12 to get Cancelo in. Yeah, good Because exactly like you yeah. say, you know, a bit like Son, I look at Cancelo and I think, I mean, you'd have to go back and watch Scoutcast from last year, but I remember talking about Cancelo a lot and really loving him. And I've looked at starting this season with him, 
And then we weren't sure maybe Zinchenko had that spot because of how last season ended. I'm kind of a bit annoyed with myself because, I mean, I know this is massive hindsight, but I think he's top of defenders. He's played yeah. pretty much every minute of every match. It was clearly there to be yeah. taken and I did not take it. Yeah, it was uh, two weeks ago, I think I got him. I got him in for his um, blank <laughs> and then he finally <laughs> got me a clean sheet. But he was the, the top player for me to target. It's just a glue player. Put him in. He's going to play a lot. He's going to get attacking returns. He's going to get me clean sheet. Fantastic value. What's he now? 6.3? 6. 6. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's gone up. People have people have noticed, annoyingly. <laughs> um, I just want to um, uh, just bring in a couple of people in the chat. Um, Tartan Gaming. It's, this is a great day. He's ahead of all of us, apparently. So this is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Well done, Tartan Gaming. Well done. You and two hundred thousand other very good FPL men. Yeah, there's lots really of, very very good. Well, FPL if you look at the scores, there's, there's yeah, there's two hundred and seventeen thousand hundred eleven people who are better than me at the moment. So um, <laughs> yeah, they're not all in the chat. I wish they were. That would be good. Um, but um, yeah, Seb, did you need to head off now? Do we need to? Yes, if that's okay. Goodbye? That's absolutely so fine. Much, uh, that's absolutely cool. fine. We we have um, the technology. I think. <laughs> I did leave my differential with you. If you have that. Oh. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, we j- just say it now then. <laughs> okay, sure. Timo Werner. Okay, why? <laughs> and his face. Uh, he's, God. T- he's 2.2% owned. He has better stats than Lukaku. If you want a differential to target those fixtures, by definition, Timo Werner. And he might be affordable alongside a Mane or something like that. Yeah, he is in there. Uh, shots on target, five, last four. Expected goal involvement, 2.26. Um, that is a far better than Lukaku. Um, five <laughs> times as many shots on target yeah. than Lukaku. I completely I, I, I agree with this. I think the takeaway here is Captain Timo Werner. I think that's <laughs> yes, the takeaway. That what is am the I takeaway? part of? Don't drop that and then go, Seb. <laughs> I'll leave you to, um, to rip that apart. Disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Right. Hopefully <laughs> the technology should work. See you soon. Bye, mate. I just want to go back to the goals imminent table. So, yes, this, this backs up a lot of what Seb was just talking about. Annoyingly, Cristiano Ronaldo's top of it. And I keep going on about that Ibrahimovic. Um, that was he was top of this as well and I, th- I think I think I remember um, we're on the scoutcast with Granville and Mark and I think I actually altered some of the metrics so I couldn't I kept thinking it was wrong why is Ibrahimovic not scoring and it was really annoying mm. <laughs> but I'm not going to touch it this time it's just what will be will be um, Ronaldo is top of this he is due to score apparently Elanusi at Southampton. What do you reckon about him? No one's talking about him. Everyone's talking about Mbomo or Rafina. Uh, what about Elanusi at Southampton? 5.5, that's a bargain. Is he, is, is he 100% play, you know, going to be playing every game? I, I've, I've looked at him once or twice and I just don't know whether he's he's definitely in their starting eleven all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, well, I mean, I've got Armstrong in from Southampton and uh, he's dropped. <laughs> so, um, so what do I know about Southampton? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think they've got good fixtures. Uh, it, it, an interesting punt, I think. Mm. There, Norman for Nor- Norwich. I was talking about him earlier. It's it defensive, but he's really moving up, up the pitch. He's got, he appears to have a goal in him coming. Ten yeah. goal attempts, four yeah, on target. I know, um, I know uh, people raise their eyebrows a bit because I think um, Magnus Carlsen put him in his wildcard team a couple of weeks mm. ago. Um, and I think, yeah, he's he's got some stats behind him, which is fair play to him. You know, I, I just, I don't think I'd be wanting to get in a, a Norwich midfielder personally. Yeah, no, um, Kane is there. This is good. I like to see Kane on this because 
there's two ways off this table um score or don't score and don't look like you're going to score and he always he's either on it and then gets off it by scoring he doesn't get off it by just suddenly dropping off um so because because he's got penalties in his locker as well um but bowen is there um so bowen's had 13 goal attempts just one goal 10 shots Mm. inside the box i keep going on about bowen i should be getting bowen in this is one of those things where you remember last month i was going towns get townsend in could be on penalties for everton i didn't obviously do that and he's gone on to be a fantastic asset last few weeks um um you talk about West Ham as well. You skipped over him, but Antonio as well. Like I know he's um, not got the returns we wanted in the last two, but actually still getting all the chances. Yeah. And he's got Spurs up next, isn't it? Who do like conceding goals. So yeah. if you've got him, I don't think this week is the week no, to sell him. No, definitely. Good point that. 13 goal attempts, 11 inside the box. He's exactly mm. where you want Antonio to be. Um, yeah. Just three on target though. So he needs to sharpen that up. And Werner's there against yeah. Norwich. He's playing Norwich. <laughs> it, it keeps I know it, I know we go back to our Salah Lukaku chat earlier but Ferner's surely the one to get for Chelsea I, he could have he could have 20 30 goal attempts yeah. it's still it, unfortunately he's just that player for me where until I've seen that he has started to convert his chances for three, four, five, maybe even six games, mm. I won't be investing in him because he's just going to be so frustrating to own. I mean, saying that, he's probably going to start up front instead of Lukaku this week now, isn't he? But Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Very frustrating. Um, let's move on to uh, look at the next four fixtures. Lovely. Um, I think I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep where you are um, with Seb's name on it. Um, yes, yeah, so someone mentioned, but I can't remember who it was now. Someone mentioned up. my rank increase. It was lovely. Uh, well, let's let's see if we can. Uh, I'll give you a go again. Let's see if we're going to move you down there. No, I'll do it now because I think we might keep this up for a little while. Can't have you having a higher rank. <laughs> no, <Nah, cheer. laughs> There All we go. Week, it's fine. Oh, there we go. And there we go. We got you there. So yeah. we're going to be on this slide for a little while. So it's probably worth doing. Um, Southampton are top. So when I mentioned earlier, you see, um, we now have, uh, is it Broher? Could be yeah. um, permanently coming in for Armstrong. Um, Livermento, fantastic value. Next four, Burnley, Watford, Villa, Norwich. Really good. Top top of the tree here. Then Brentford, their fixtures. I mean, I would say Leicester's tough. Uh, but nevertheless, they've got Burnley, Norwich, and Newcastle. I mean, that don't get better than that. Um, yeah. And that's, guess what? That's what Chelsea have got as well. Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, and Leicester. Yeah. They've all got dovetails quite nicely. Must be a West London thing. Leeds still chucking along. This is why I want Rafina. I do not want to go Rafina-less while they play Wolves, Norwich. Leicester tough. Tottenham's defence is in tatters. Um, and then Crystal Palace. So I still think there's... I still think the likes of Gallagher, Zaha... Um, yeah, yeah. Olise starting to come through. Yeah, I think I think there is a very good merit in going, going for differentials at Crystal Palace. Burnley, this is Chris Wood time. He was on the uh, underachievers, Seb's underachievers, pile. So um, yeah, um, and then further down, Manchester United. This is well, this is why we're thinking of getting rid of Ronaldo and Greenwood. Liverpool, Tottenham, City. That's the that's pretty bad. I don't know. Tottenham isn't. I suspect. I mean, there's attacking returns there. And then Watford. Mm. So it's a bit mixed, a bit unfair for them to be so low. Brighton's fixtures, not so good. So I, I don't have Brighton defence. So at last, I might, <laughs> I might actually get some uh, yeah. some rank increase <laughs> this time. 
Liverpool, I don't know, are Liverpool, um, you know, rotation, not rotation, but are they sort of fixture proof? Manchester? Um, I think Trent and Salah are. Yeah. Yeah. This is why I'm not, Tottenham are down here as well. They've got West Ham, Manchester United, Everton, uh, and then Leeds. It's game week 12 against Leeds where it's sort of, that sort of Kane time. That, it can be very popular, mm. Kane and Son. Um, but those fixtures, I think if you get in early, if you've got room to go in early, I don't think I West think, Ham's too. I think those fixtures have goals in them. Yeah, I think they've you know, got goals. West, West Ham aren't, aren't great um, with conceding goals. I know they've kept the clean sheet this week. Man United, obviously, we've seen aren't anyway. Everton definitely aren't. And Leeds, 100% aren't. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't think they're, they're that bad. I mean, you wouldn't be targeting Spurs defenders anyway. But I think, you know, if you want to jump on Kane and Son early, then then mm. fair enough. But... I think, like you've just mentioned, three weeks of Lukaku and then game week twelve moving a Kane yeah. could be the way to go. Just it just looks so uh, easy, easy and obvious for those that have Ronaldo. If you've already got Lukaku, you just keep him for that run and then hop off. Um, yeah, you know, if you if you want um, to. Worth mentioning, by the way, Southampton right at the top there. Livramento, mm. he, he's looked so good. He's the perfect first player to have on your bench. But I, I just feel like because a lot of us, are, a lot, I'm playing four at the black every week now. I've got um, Rudiger, Christensen, TAA and Cancelo. I've looked at my team this week and I've toyed with playing five at the back mm-hmm. and getting getting Livermento in there because I feel like a lot of people are missing out on his points because they're having him on the bench. I, I accidentally played five at the back this week uh, yeah. on account of subs and it was the best week I've had for ages. Yeah, so, exactly. There we go. And luckily, I don't have such a good defence. <laughs> So sure. I've got uh, Christensen, who may play, may not play. Yeah. So I've got Christensen, Cancelo and Alexander-Arnold. Um, and so Livramento, I, I'm, well, we'll come to our teams later, but I'm, I'm actually probably going to play him because um, yeah. I've got Cody as well. So my, my defence isn't as good as that, which means Livramento is actually very, very playable. He's not first sub for me. He's actually yeah. a bit like with Suchek a while ago. There's uh, some people mentioning Suchek in the chat. Um, last season I didn't get off to the best start but one thing that did go right was that I manufactured a team where I had to basically play Suchek every week and that was when he kept scoring so I I, I got his points by virtue of the rest of my team being rubbish (laughs) so um, um, and I think I may may have that with Livramento so um, it may pay to be rubbish well anyway this is Something I've been um, hoping for some time now in FPL. Um, let's have a, have, a, have a look at our differentials then. So um, Seb's, yeah. Seb's given his differential. And what, what, what about you? Who is it? Yeah, so my differential, he is on the cusp of being allowed to be a differential because he is 5% owned. But uh, my differential is Tielemann. So oh. he is somebody I think that is ticked along quite nicely for a few seasons now. Everybody knows he is a very, very, a very good player. Um, but he's never been that kind of player where you're looking at him and thinking he's getting in the box a lot. He's having the shots and, you know, someone that's maybe always fantasy relevant. But I feel like things have changed a little bit at Leicester. I feel like they're playing that Samir uh, in that defensive mid place. And he's such a good player that I feel like Tillemans is getting forward now and creating an awful lot of chances. We saw on the um, uh, table earlier that he's created 13 chances. Well, in the I'll, last I'll four put games. that table back up while you're talking then. Yes, please. Yeah, that'd be lovely, actually. Um, he... he tore United to shreds. You know, he scored a goal, got an assist, um, and he had another shot that just got tipped onto the uh, the bar as well. 
I feel like you could do a lot worse than somebody like Tillemans, personally. I mean, the fixtures aren't amazing moving forwards, but then it's Brentford, Arsenal, Leeds. Who, Arsenal and Leeds in particular do concede goals. So I'm looking at it and thinking you can do worse. Yes, he is unfashionable, as mm-hmm. Joe would probably mm-hmm. say, uh, because he's not, you know, he's not Mbumo, he's not Rafinha, he's not somebody like that. But... I feel like there is merit to having him in our teams this year, and I feel like he's somebody that could do quite well moving forward. Yeah, um, no, I like I like that. Um, um, so looking down my list, so what I've come for for my differential. So last week I did Adam Armstrong, who appears to have lost his place in Southampton yeah. for those great fixtures. Let's put those fixtures um, back up again. So yeah, Southampton top there. Burnley. I thought I thought oh great, I'll get Southampton's main striker in for Burnley. Watford, Villa, Norwich, and it was, of course, Leeds. Um, so um, it's Broha, who is 0.7% owned. He scored on international duty. Um, the manager has come out saying that he wasn't sure whether he would play 90. He now feels he convinced he can. He looked great with Redmond. Um, he was um, five shots, two on target last game week, um, which was very good. Um, they're very good stats for anyone. Um, but let alone you know a new, let alone a you know a massively cheap um, striker. So I do think he is a great differential now. And one of the, I think one of the essences of a differential is um, that it comes with a risk. So I was confident with Armstrong last week, dropped. Broha, I'm confident this week could be dropped again. I don't know. This is this is the risk people take, and that's why he's 0.7% owned and a differential. But I think he's. I think I would hope he's going to start. You're taking a risk. You're 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 throwing the dice and hoping he starts. But I think yeah. he's certainly got the fixtures. He's got the immediate form. He appears to have the trust of his manager. And I think even if he doesn't start, I'm fairly certain he's going to come on. The 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 talk seems to be that it's him. Yeah, and nice fixtures. Yeah. Um, Let's have a look at the community team. This is Alex's team. Um, so Alex is a uh, community uh, member who's uh, top top 100 uh, finish under his belt um, taking a break uh, for health reasons this uh, season. So we um, decided to take take his team on and manage it for him and hopefully not ruin it. Um, we, we, we had a green arrow. So we, we were struggling a bit and we wildcarded a couple of weeks ago. Um, and uh, so we've gone up. Um, we were in danger of slipping out the top million, but now we're back up to 671k. So on, on the march, 60 points and a green arrow. We have two free transfers as well. Um, and I'm looking at it and I guess injuries may may make us decide. But mm. with um, with Ramsdale in goal, with Rudiger, Cancelo and Alexander-Arnold... Livermento and Christensen on the bench. We have a great defence, I think. We can cover any 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 no shows. We've yep. got Salah. Agreed. We've got Rafina. We have Zaha and Saka. And these are the two injuries might dictate that we move one of those on to Mumbomo yep. or Tielemans even. I like the idea Zaha's in that spot, which is a like differential. So yeah, yeah. you mentioned a midfield differential, similar price. I did. I think um, I think I'd still go for Mbumo just to have that double up with Tony yeah. personally. Um, but um, obviously, we we need to know what's happening with yeah. Saka and Zaha because yeah. um, 
Do you say you got two free transfers? We've got two free transfers, and it's it is yeah, a good team. This is a good a good freshly wild carded yeah. team. Don't think you'd need to use both, nah, would you? Nah. I think just get rid of one of those midfielders, yeah. and then because, like I said, the bench is pretty good. Yeah, the bench is good. Uh, we've got Foster there as well, and we've got Tony Antonio uh, and Lukaku yeah. up front. Um, so I think in terms of the transfer, like the only one I can think of is if one of Zaha or Saka is injured. Uh, we could go for um, Bomo, I think. Would as you say, yeah. would be the sensible play, um, yeah. and it gives us a bit of bit of money there to play with. The only other thing is <laughs> back to the start: Salah or Lukaku for the captaincy. So I've got it on Salah in the meantime, but it, obviously that's just a bus team. Um, yeah. You you say Lukaku. I would say Lukaku, yeah. and, and we'll put it to a vote on our Twitter thread, and I'm fairly certain Seb will also say Lukaku. So I think we'll have to change it to Lukaku because <clears throat> in the spirit of the, you know, the way we're running it, you know, a two to one for Lukaku captain yeah. has, has to be. And uh, I'm sure other people in the chat and uh, on Twitter will agree with us uh, there. So, yeah, I'll be on my own with, with Salah. Uh, yeah. yeah, apart from, you know, three million other people captaining him. <laughs> um, let's move on to our teams. Um, so I'll go first. This is me next week. Loads of red. So I've got two free transfers, everyone. So it's not going to be going to be like this. So hopefully I'll remember because we have a deadline on Friday. It's Friday evening match. Mm. Um, so I've got Raya and Galve. I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, Christensen, Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo, Livramento. I'm going for 4-4-2. Uh, I've got Salah, Saar, Jota, Greenwood, Antonio and Ronaldo. And on my bench, I've got Armstrong because I think... I'm not confident he'll play. I think he could is in danger of getting one point coming on yeah. last ten minutes. I don't want that. And Liv- this is a great fixture. This is Burnley's attack is not great at the moment. Livermento's in great form. I think he's he's earned his his his, his place. I've got Cody and Sissoko, so I've got you know points to come off the bench. Maybe only two each for them, but nevertheless there are points there. So I'm going to remove Ronaldo for Lukaku. And I'm going to remove Greenwood for Rafinha. Um, nice. And just and sort of hope for the best with Jota and Saar in those tricky, tricky-ish on paper fixtures there. Um, I say tricky for Jota, same as Salah's fixture, obviously. But it's more um, willy won't he start. I, I, I wonder if he will. Because uh, Firmino started for Liverpool tonight against Atletico. That That... Makes me think that Jota, it could be his turn. I don't know, um, but um, you know, worth a go. But anyway, I've got Armstrong's one point first sub come in. Um, let's have a look at your team. Um, so yeah, do you want to take us through it and uh, who you're captaining? It says Ronaldo at the moment, but presumably he's a placeholder for Lukaku. He is, yeah. So uh, for anybody that's listening on the the podcast, so I've got Sat in goal. I've got Christensen, Cancelo, Rudiger, and Alexander Arnold at the back. So I'm very happy with my back five. Uh, Salah Saka, who I'm hoping will play, uh, but obviously got kicked quite heavily, didn't he? Uh, by <laughs> oh Ricardo. Jesus! I saw that. It was like Cantona. Yeah, it's one of Crystal Palace. <laughs> Um, I've got Mbumo in there who I brought in last week so I'm happy to have him and Saar as well who against Everton away I think could do something so I'm quite happy to have him as well and then Ronaldo and Antonio Ronaldo is a placeholder for Lukaku I will definitely be 
be bringing Lukaku in as long as Lukaku is, uh, you know, gets through the midweek absolutely fine. Uh, and then I've got Liramento first on my bench because he could come in if Saka isn't playing or if Rudiger ends up not playing or Christensen. I'm happy to have that. Um, and then I've got um, Jota on my bench at the moment as well. He's somebody that I think I'd probably end up playing him if it's confirmed he's in. Uh, but I, I feel like he's the kind of player that he might come on and just score a goal which uh, and get only one point. So I'm quite happy benching him at the moment uh, just to keep hold of him and see how he gets on moving forward. So yeah. Yeah, I'm fairly happy with this team, especially once Lukaku comes in. I feel like that triple up of, um, of Chelsea and having that Cancelo in there as well, I, I, feel, I feel okay about it. I think that's a really good point you raised there about benching him because um, I'm, I'm going to play him, um, mm. but I could bench him. But it's, it's crucial to keep him in. Um, yeah. because he's a player you might want and he's certainly a price point so I've seen lots of people with say for example the midfield that you've got there to play so pretend Jota's not there but you've got the, you know, a lot of people they've got Salah and then they've got Saka Bono Saar and Rafina for example so yeah. their next their next most expensive midfielder um, uh, you know from from Salah is about six six and a half million so yeah. what happens if Mason Mount starts forming an amazing partnership with Lukaku, which could happen. What happens if Foden becomes totally essential? What happens yeah. What happens if you want... Now, I've been thinking about Rashford when Manchester United's fixtures get better. And I, I'm thinking, what do I want from my uh, Manchester United there? Do I want Ronaldo then when their fixtures turn? And I think Rashford could be the answer. But I'm going to need... Mm to upgrade Jota to there. So that's a what, two million, an extra two million. But yeah. that that's difficult, but doable. An extra three or four million, that's surgery time. So Also, I, I just don't want to give myself too many headaches. If I change Jota for someone like Rafinha this week, who the hell am I going to play Rafinha instead of? Like I could already play Livramento this week. <laughs> and if I then bring Rafinha in, do I do I drop, who, who do I drop for him? Like, do I drop Saar, but he could get something? Do I drop Mbumo? Do I drop Saka if he's not fit? You know, and I don't want to give myself that many headaches yet um, because I feel like, you know, trying to keep your choices down to a minimum in FPL is probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think um, looking at the this uh, team here, you know, Ronaldo to Lukaku, that's it. I mean, you would not yep. want to touch that. And we're seeing increasingly with teams that have wildcarded, like we did a few weeks ago, um, or have just wildcarded. Their defences are great. So, I mean, yeah. even my my defence has, um, it, you know, do, it doesn't have, say, Rudiger, for example. You know, it's still got, it's still got these key players, Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo, and a Chelsea defender. And Livramento, absolute great. I mean, yeah, I mean, your team is arguably Livramento could start there. But, you know, it's, I, I think, I don't think, I mean, he's a great first sub. I mean, it's a, it's a really yeah. good team for this week, I think. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, for for completeness, even though Seb isn't here, I'll put his team up here. Um, so, um, yeah, once again, obviously you are now in Seb's place because the, the <laughs> way that the video conferencing tool went, um, just the way it is. Um, but, yeah, he's going into this uh, team with uh, Sanchez um, in goal. In a three-four-three with Rudiger, Cancelo, Alexander-Arnold, Salah with the captaincy. Judging from what he was saying tonight, I think that's going to be Lukaku, um, yeah. Foden, uh, Rafinha, Mbomo, Lukaku, Antonio, Jimenez, and he's once again got Livermento. Another with Livermento first sub, uh, Brownhill and Williams 
there. So, um, yeah, that's looking good too. I'm not quite sure what uh, transfer. He he didn't mention the transfer that he was going to make. I'm sure he will on, on Twitter later in the week. But um, there's not much I would change with that. I can't think no. what he would... I can't think what transfer he might make unless he... I'd, I'd probably roll that, to be honest. Unless he really doesn't like to see Williams there and wants another cheaper mm. defender. But... Um, yeah, I, I if if he if he's got yeah, I would probably I I think he'd be rolling that surely. Um, I so, think so. Um, that's good. Um, thanks so much for everyone who has joined us. Um, the uh, eagle eye people noticed that it says Seb there. It's in fact Andy. Seb has left us uh, for about half an hour ago uh, because he had other things to do. Um, so, um, uh, but we managed to get his over and underachieving uh, graphs in there. Hopefully, that was uh, a great help and. Um, We've all been going through our differentials. I managed to embarrass my friend David with his um, lack of wildcard um, and uh, and so on. Um, just a reminder, all of the stats that we've had uh, from, from the members area, uh, we've had the season ticker as well. There are all the gadgets and the tools going on there in the members area. Do sign up for membership. Do have a look at the site. We've got all the details uh, on the screen. How to contact Fantasy Football Scouts. Uh, but in the meantime, um, it's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. Goodbye, all.